Lean, how do you do night shifts? I'm so tired. I love night shifts. That's true. You have always been a night owl slash vampire. <laughs> do you want to introduce part three? Yeah, this is part three. Let's start. Go. Who, me? Yeah, you. Oh, me. Okay. Hi, y'all. This is Harjeet. Hey, hi. <laughs> Just kidding. I think I was too excited. Hi, everybody. This is Harjeet. Welcome to Bundle of Hers. Today, we have in the studio, virtual studio, Margot and Lean. I hope you all checked out part one and part two of Shattering Perspectives. Welcome to part three. Um, today, we thought it'd be great to discuss how our views on medical students um, and being a medical student, but also seeing medical students now as interns, how that has shifted and changed. Okay, I will I will say um, m- the biggest shift in my perspective as a resident now working with med students is realizing how, I don't want to say unimportant, but like how not critical your role as a med student is compared to how critical you feel like it is as a med student. As an intern, so busy, I like kind of ignore or not ignore. I don't want to, I pay attention. I want to teach them and stuff. But like, if it's really busy, whatever the med student is doing, I'm not paying attention to. Whereas I feel like as a med student, you feel like your every little move is being watched. But as an intern, I like literally am just typing and like seeing patients and you're not that much under a glass as you feel you are. Exactly. Exactly. So that has changed. Oh, definitely. And I think this is maybe even great for anyone who's going to be a third or fourth year medical student. This is like a great episode for that. So please share with your friends because I think we'll be dropping a lot of knowledge right now. And I think the biggest thing that I remember, what kind of actions are super helpful and what kind of actions are not super helpful, right? I didn't have that awareness when I was a third year med student. I just was doing stuff, learning things. I want to backtrack. I think I did have that awareness. I will say like my strength has been in the clinical setting. And I've already discussed how I really am very, very, very bad at tests. But my strength lies in the clinical setting because I think I was you know, I had a little bit of that awareness. But just as you said, Margot, what we do isn't under such a magnifying glass when you're a med student as you think. You think the whole world revolves around what you're doing, you know? Totally. <laughs> but it doesn't. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. But, you know, I want to emphasize how, like you said, Harjeet, like there's some actions that are way more helpful than other actions. As a med student, you don't really see that, I feel, at least when I was a med student. But now that I'm an intern and I'm trying to manage like working with a med student as well as working, you know, getting a team and everything, the stupid things that we thought as med students like that really help. For instance, like in the trauma, always be like someone called a CT scan or someone else call x-ray. Right. And I used to think as a med student, like that's not helpful. But then I realized like it's those things off my mind in that moment. And it's really helpful. So helpful. It's so helpful if like the med student, you know, helps facilitate something or have a conversation because you have so many other things to do that if someone could send this fax or get this paperwork done or like find out this information information from an outside hospital. It's so helpful. And I can tell you that honestly, like if in that moment when I'm thinking, okay, now we have to go to CT scanner, is a CT scanner ready? And then they'll be like, no, no one called. That moment actually frustrates me way more. 
than any other moment, right? Because it's like, oh, shoot, like it was so simple. I should have just done it myself. It's not having the perfect presentation that always matters. Even for attendings, I think, yes, the perfect presentation is nice, but attendings notice when you're doing small little things like that like you don't need the perfect presentation you don't need all the perfect 20 percent of this is showing this article shows this you know it's the small little things that really like that awareness of situation and awareness that someone might need my help if i can just go grab that ultrasound real quick for that doctor that is super helpful and i will say i feel like the med students who have been really engaged and asking questions and thinking about other patients that aren't even assigned to them are the ones that stand out in a positive way but when i think back as a medical student i think i felt like i was being annoying when i was asked or i was afraid if i was being annoying by asking so many questions or being engaged or asking to help But now as a resident, my perspective has changed in that that student is the one that stands out in a good light to me who's engaged and wanting to learn versus the med student who maybe in their mind is like, oh, I'm just going to stand back and not be in the way. But they seem from my perspective as a resident totally uninterested and therefore kind of like drags the vibe down of the team. So that's something to think about. Whereas like maybe your perspective as a med student is like, I'm not interested in PEDS, so I'm not going to engage and I'll just sit here in the corner and be out of the way. I still notice it because it like brings the energy down in the room versus the student who's asking questions and, you know, at appropriate times, like obviously if it's busy, don't be asking a million questions. But there's also something called like too much engagement, like being over eager. You can be over eager, but I think what's even better is to have a better environmental awareness. But, oh, definitely. That's you know? what I was just saying, Lean. Like, that's it. The awareness of situation. But go on. I have students. I've worked with students who are super engaged with their patients, know everything about them. But then I split them into two categories. In that sense, one category is the one who just constantly asks me questions all the time. Um, when I'm in there talking to family, they're the ones who are like trying to like interrupt and like be in charge. Or, you know, when I'm in the middle of writing this note or doing a consult or something, then they'll come and ask me questions versus the other student who's like, if I ask a question out of nowhere, I'll be like, oh, does anyone remember what this is? I'm like, oh, is this? And I'm like, oh, dang, you know, and they're chart checking on their own. I guess as a med student, I always thought like they're probably ignoring me or something. But it's weird being on the other end. Also, the students who have a more humanitarian perspective to them and know when to use it not to show off their benefit, but really for the benefit of the patient. Those are the ones I really notice a lot more. And I really enjoy working with those students. I think that as an intern or even a resident, I feel like I was a pretty aware medical student too. I also give medical students the benefit of the doubt because I was there, right? And I try to understand their perspective. So what my go-to has always been is every single med student I work with, I actually give them verbal feedback every single day and like giving them small bits of encouragement just like help them out a little bit and then they actually really appreciate it and they'll actually help you out so it's like a win-win situation you know give them the benefit of the doubt don't assume they're not doing something because they don't want to or they're not interested maybe they just don't know or aren't aware or like familiar with the system like so many of us have never been on a peds rotation like you said harji give them the little pointers and i think that as residents that's some as a med student i really appreciated it when residents did that for me. And so trying to pass that forward. The mindset I noticed the most 
even if they know they're not doing emergency medicine, they know that they can learn something from the moment. Mm -hmm. That makes me more encouraged to say, hey, you want to come do this with me? You want to come do this with me? You know, I think that's so right, Lean. And like, again, I will say I feel like I'm just complimenting myself, but I'm on a high right now. So um, I used to do that all the time. And that's why for me, like in clinical years, I felt like I did pretty well because I would do everything. I want to do that even though I knew I was never going to be a surgeon. In total, I've maybe done like 10 procedures that I'm never going to do in my life again. But I'm excited. And I'm like, this is cool. I want to learn. I want to try, you know, and you'll never know. You might actually like something. So I would say... A, yes, always, um, like you guys are talking about, go into it. Even if it scares you, do a procedure, do whatever opportunities are in front of you because you have so much safety net and support at that moment. But also, I would say don't lie about what your interest is. Like we can tell, like if you're, (laughs) don't say, oh, I think I want to do peds when you really know you want to do surgery and have no interest in peds because we can tell (laughs) and nobody's going to judge you if you say, I want to do surgery, but you're interested in taking every learning opportunity from that rotation. I think towards the end of, you know, your clinical years and you have an idea, don't lie about it. We can tell. Being a clinician should not be limited by a specialty you choose, right? You're always going to be a clinician. You've learned this stuff. You can look up the most up-to-date information. We are clinicians. We can be adaptable. And I think that's something, if I was a med student, I went back and being a med student, it's something I would definitely be more aware of. I think that's the main point. A lot of us go into third and fourth year thinking like, oh, I need to do presentations like this. I need to present myself like this. But a lot of it is just being curious just learning, just gathering information because my presentation sucked third and fourth year. And honestly, they kind of still do now, but they're better than they were before. And you'll grow and you'll learn. And I think when I was a third year, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so bad. I'm never going to be good at this. But then you look back and you're like, wow, I've grown a lot, you know, and you don't see that growth in the future, but you do grow a lot. I would also say that I feel like your presentation is something that's easy for an attending to critique because it's there in the moment and it's a good way to give feedback. So don't take it personally if that's something that you're always getting feedback on because that's something that's just common for attendings to do. But what I noticed that was so funny is like from going from a fourth year medical student to an intern, I stopped being critiqued on my presentations, even though I feel like I didn't really improve. And when I listened to a med student who's like giving a way more concise presentation than I just did and the, and the attendings critiquing them and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so in, in a way, you're sort of immune as a resident from presentation critiques, but I think the attendings really try to give you feedback in that moment. So don't be, you know, take it personally. I feel like a lot of us but just put so much weight on the way we're being graded and not so much on what we should be learning. I think that's really the shift. And once people make that shift, you'll be so much more happier. Anyways, if you need any advice on how to do third year, please ask me. I know I'm on a high horse, but I know when I'm good at something. And that was the only thing I was good at. Yeah, girl. Because I suck at tests really bad. Do you guys get called doctor? I guess we do. Oh, yeah. I always introduce myself as Dr. Miller to patients just because I feel like just because of sexism, I think. That transition has been 
very interesting. Like I'll come into the room and I'll be like her G and then I'll be like, oh, actually, Dr. Core. And then I've had <laughs> patients laugh. <laughs> They're like, okay, Dr. Core. I'm like, like Apple Core. But I think that just in thinking about shattering perspectives, you know, this topic that we've been talking about has been really important because our mindsets are constantly shifting. The way we think about things and view things are constantly changing. When I think of what it means to shatter my perspective, it also means that I'm growing in some sense. And that's exciting. And like, as an intern, it's been a year of a lot of reflection, a lot of growth, and like how I see the world and how I want to navigate this part of my training, and hopefully what I want to be as an attending. And I think that like thinking about all these scenarios, like we always do really helps us shape who we want to be. So like, I'm really excited that we were able to have this conversation today and last week and the week before. <laughs> I love that you bring up the growth mindset to Harjeet and that we're talking about this because I think each stage of whatever process you're in, you talk about how your perspectives have changed and shattered that can also help like medical students coming up in this system and to have open conversations. And it would be interesting to hear this conversation from an attending's perspective of how their perspectives have shifted from residency to attendingship. And so keeping the conversation going is always super important. We'll, we'll do this episode when we become attendings. Totally. Heck yes. That was a beautiful transition, by the way, Harjeet, and like summary of the whole topic. Oh, thanks. And with that, thank you so much to all our listeners who joined us for this conversation. We absolutely appreciate you bundlers all listening to us. If you have any input, comments, concerns, questions, whatever, please share with us. Um, you can reach us at our Instagram page at Bundle of Hers or at bundleofhers.com where you can find all our links to all our social media platforms and where we have our podcast available. With that, thank you so much. Bye. 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 <laughs>